to The Nerd is the Word. I am your host, Carolyn Farnham. I'm your other host, Adam Chisholm. And we are currently on the search for someone named Sarah, Sarah Tonin. This week, we have a very special guest for you, our dear friend from a long time ago. We were just discussing how long it's been, Marco. Marco, Hello. would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, absolutely. Hi, my name is Marco. Uh, I go by Macro Bioboy on just about everything on the internet. Uh, I play video games for money and I've sold my soul to corporate America. So I'm just, I'm excited to do anything else today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very, very excited. Marco is a phenomenal streamer and we definitely think that you should check him out. Uh, so today we have a really exciting episode. It's episode 10. We did it, everyone. Woo! <laughs> 10 whole episodes, who'd have thunk? Um, but because it's our 10th episode, we thought of doing something that would appeal to basically everyone, which is Disney villains. Disney villains are something that everybody loves. We love to hate them. We love their songs. We love their outfits. Uh, so it's just going to be a really fun episode where we get down and dirty trying to find the best Disney villain of them all. So how did we seed this bracket? How did we get our top eight? Well, in our Facebook group, we voted on a poll of Disney villains, and we used that poll to determine our top eight in this bracket. We're going to go matchup by matchup, discuss which people or which person should win based on our four criteria, which this week are presence, effectiveness, music or their theme song, and aesthetics. Adam, would you like to introduce the bracket? Absolutely. Um, coming in at seed number eight was Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog. Number seven, Jafar from Aladdin. Number six, Cloud Frollo from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. At number five is Yzma from The Emperor's New Groove. That one was a surprising one to me. I was really excited She's to see great. her this up. Yeah. Yzma is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number four is Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. Three, everybody's gay best friend, Hades from Hercules. Uh, number two is Scar from The Lion King. And number one, my homegirl, the song that I sing at every karaoke event to annoy people, Ursula from The Little Mermaid. Yeah, I was really shocked to see Yzma this high up here. Like, honestly, like, I love Emperor's New Groove, but, like, it, like, is she a good villain? Like, she has a shit She's plan. She's a fantastic it, it, villain. <laughs> she has a shit <laughs> plan. She does, like, I know it's, like, more of a comedy movie than anything, but, like, she everything she does just fucks. It sucks. It fucking sucks. She's not well, good at it. Her her primary plan of attack, if you know, correct me if I'm wrong, seems to be the three little demon kids from Nightmare Before Christmas. They're gonna turn them into a bug, put them in a box, smash the box, burn it. Like I was like, ah, huh, a lot of inspiration here. I mean, yeah. it worked for those kids. I guess they caught Santa. So <laughs> why not work for Isma? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I, I personally love Yzma. I think that she's like, like we'll get into her more obviously, but I think like charismatically, she's just like a phenomenal, phenomenal villain. Um, are there any villains that we wish made it higher or had made it at all uh, is mm -hmm. the first question that we want to ask. Um, are we disappointed? Do we want to like yell mm -hmm. at the listeners for not voting someone higher? <laughs> we did have to kick uh, Mother Gothel out. She actually tied with Dr. Vassilier, but we all voted for Dr. Vassilier prior to recording. Um, and uh, I do love Mother Gothel. I, I really wish she was on this list. There's one or two on this list that I don't think, I mean, I already said, I don't really think Yzma should be as high up. I would have much rather had Gothel than Yzma. Uh, and there's one other one that's high up on this list that I'm not a huge fan of uh, that I would have replaced her with, but uh, we'll get into that later. The only person I'm missing from this list is Gaston. Mm. And I'm looking at the votes that came through and Cruella de Vil is above Gaston. Cruella de Vil is like the most milk toast villain. She just wants to wear dogs. 
Yes, that's terribly that's evil. Don't awful. get me wrong. No, it's awful. No, it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> but that's it. Like, that's all yeah. she's got going on. Like, Gaston has, like, failings. And I think maybe people see some of themselves in how Gaston, or at least when they were younger. I don't know. It just seems like a much more relatable villain to me than some of the other ones. But that's yeah, about it. He's pretty classic toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Women can't read. Then they start getting ideas. And it's like, oh, fuck you too, buddy. Well, okay. <laughs> maybe maybe we're just bored, you know, punching up at toxic masculinity, which to hear me out, like, I agree. But I just, I expected him to be higher. <laughs> and also, like, the Gaston song is one great. of the better villains. Oh, it's out so there. good. Well, the first matchup uh, is Ursula versus Facilier. So it's number number one seed versus number eight seed. And I'm very sorry in advance to Meg Chisholm who yeah. loves Dr. Facilier, but I don't think he stands a chance against my girl, the witch queen of Angmar slash the ocean. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, 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 is a, this is a hard matchup to deal with because like, yes, Dr. Facilier should be higher on this list. Dr. Facilier is one of my favorite uh, villains along with my wife. Um, no, my wife is not one of my favorite villains. <laughs> Hold on. Wait a second. <laughs> no, we're keeping that in. We're keeping you heard that it in. here first. I'll, I'll probably keep that in. Um, but yeah, no, uh, Dr. Fillier is one of her favorite villains, one of my favorite villains. Um, I think he has an incredible song. Um, and I'm going to make Carolyn not like me here. I think Friends on the Other Side is better than Poor Unfortunate Souls. Um, I think Poor Unfortunate Souls is extremely overplayed. Um, and maybe that's maybe that's why. Maybe maybe it's because I'm friends with you, and that's why I think it's overplayed. Um, but I, I'm not a huge fan of that song. It's not even the best song in her movie. Um, but yeah, I am so Whoa. offended. I am so offended. I'm oh. not going to your house when I go home anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is that I, all I had to do? I I do think that Friends on the Other Side is a very great song. Um, it's beautifully composed. Uh, the artist who does it is is great. However, Poor Unfortunate Souls is a goddamn fucking classic. It and is. It's, it's overplayed because it came out in 1990, whereas Princess and the Frog came out in 2008. So like it has a good 18 years of extra playing going for it. Also, you're friends with me, so you can never escape it. So <laughs> I don't think that should count against it. Um, um, actually, I think The Little Mermaid came out in 1989. Oh, my oh God. damn. <laughs> the Little Mermaid's older than me. I'm about to have an existential crisis. Same. I do have a question. Where are you getting overplayed Disney songs in your day-to-day -day life, Adam, where you're like, you know what? I've had enough poor unfortunate souls. He listens to them because he chooses do. to do it. It's, it's, it's oh, actually okay. like like my my Spotify is basically like uh early to mid thousands like emo pop punk and disney like that's all i listen okay. to on spotify <laughs> yeah instead of therapy no i get it i'm there with you <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> so uh to very to very quickly weigh in I, I made this abundantly clear before we started recording i have not seen princess and the frog so i apologize to everybody i didn't personally attack you with my inability to see it it just came out at a time where i wasn't watching movies uh, that being said, I've done a quick wiki on Dr. Vassilier, and I think it's a shame that I'm also going to vote for Ursula because he sounds like the baddest dude in the entire planet. Uh, he sounds wicked cool. He has legitimate spirit friends on the other side. This guy's like a mob boss, but from a voodoo perspective. I love that very much. Also, if I could be wearing his fit every day of my life, that's oh, all yeah. I would be doing. Uh, if people would actually accept me in it because that looks phenomenal. 
Now, that being said, uh, bringing a very queer eye to this podcast as far as I can, <laughs> Ursula is the original badass queen of drag. Uh, I have personally done a drag Ursula cosplay and a uh, costume for Halloween. I love her. She's phenomenal. Uh, I will say, Poor Unfortunate Souls is not my favorite Disney villain song, not by a far margin, but I would argue that's the best song in Little Mermaid. Uh, by a by like a far stretch so I I would definitely agree I don't that's not I will also shout out Ursula for being like the first like the only song sung by a woman that is in my vocal range (laughs) let's go (laughs) there's there's one um I too was Ursula for Halloween one year and I think we should definitely share photos of us as Mm. Ursula Marco (laughs) um but yeah no I love Ursula um is Dr. Facilier a bad bitch Absolutely. Absolutely. The the wonderful voice of Keith David. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's um, very good. Yeah. And he's and you should definitely watch Princess and the Frog. It's definitely a movie mm-hmm. worth watching, even if mm-hmm. the lightning bug scares me. But I just I mean Ursula's Ur- Ursula is Ursula. She is the queen. Um, and she does a pretty goddamn good job at like tricking people. She's a very effective villain when you mm-hmm. consider mm-hmm. the fact that like her garden is filled with people who wrote her signed her contracts. She's basically like the contract queen. Um, and she just like take souls and she has a whole garden full of them so she's very effective until like some boy comes along and just like rams a ship into her abdomen so boo on you eric (laughs) boo on you eric (laughs) all right so uh official votes um i am voting for ursula as much as i love dr facilier ursula and it is unanimous ursula moves on uh the next matchup the five versus the four um the 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 surprising yzma versus the not so surprising um maleficence uh marco you want to start this one off oh it's easy it's yzma uh i love maleficent oh yeah no i'm sorry i love maleficent i really don't like her in the animated movies in any way shape or form like i just i never really cared she turns into a cool dragon that's sick i like that that's pretty badass but like that's all I remember is she turns into a cool dragon. Oh, um, I can run you through everything else she does. We'll get No, there. it's it's okay. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Isma Isma is like she's she's arguably another like very relatable and very real villain. Yeah, she has like a crazy lab and whatever. I'm just gonna assign all that to ancient technology random BS. Mm-hmm. But she's just like, look, I like having power. And this guy is trying to have ideas, and that's gonna take power away from me that's all I have left. All right. I'm old. I lost my beauty. Let me just be powerful. And then she has crunk and he's just the best. It's actually just, I want crunk to get through because I want this to secretly be a, which himbo do you love the most bracket? (laughs) (laughs) The song is phenomenal. Her antics and slapstick are phenomenal in the movie. Uh, I just, I I love her to death. So Yzma is my, uh, it's Mm. my vote. I I do like this matchup very much because I think these are two, you know, very classic villains. I love Maleficent. Um, I love that. So canonically speaking, uh, so when she was not invited to the christening that, so in that time period when the fairy tale was written, the reason why she was so pissed is because it's always a courtesy to invite people to stuff like that when you're king and queen. So it was a very intentional and shitty slight on the side of the rulers that they were like, you know what, let's just not send her an invitation. So she reacted the way anybody would have reacted, in my opinion, not an overreaction. Um, But I also very much like the part in Sleeping Beauty when she's like, here's your princess. And she like moves her cape up and like, it's just me on the ground after a Friday night um, that's laying there. (laughs) 
Um, but no, her cape action, her cape action throughout that movie, 10 out of 10. And the Raven is an incredible ally. Also, she's my favorite person to play in the board game Villainous. Uh, she's just like a very mm. fun, fun character to play during that entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think she's a badass bitch. I love Maleficent. I love her. Um, and I think that she's very creative with her curse. Right, where she's just like, you're gonna prick your finger and go sleep for a thousand years, ha ha ha, lol, bye. And then she disappears <laughs> in a cloud of smoke. Come on, the dramatics, the aesthetic, so over the top. Mm-hmm. I, I dig it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Maleficent chick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I literally watched uh, Emperor's New Groove uh, last night. As I said before, Yzma surprised me by being this high on the list because she's not very effective, uh, mostly because of, uh, of Kronk. Um, but, uh, I still like her better than Maleficent and this might be, this might be a weird bias because I absolutely hate Sleeping Beauty. I think it is the worst Disney princess movie that's ever been made. Forget all like the problematic stuff like Sleeping Beauty and Snow White and all those. Um, it's just Consent is important, kids. It is very, um, very important. uh, But the movie itself is boring, so I could never get into it. So I can't put a good picture of Maleficent in my mind and people fucking love Maleficent and I've never understood it like yes she turns into a badass dragon but that's it um so yeah oh, she's also crazy beautiful and has one of the coolest aesthetics yes. that like like her and Jafar for me were like the like the king and queen of aesthetic for, at, mm-hmm. you know in the formative years of Disney uh animated movies that we would have watched and I mean I'm a Kingdom Hearts kid mm-hmm. and Maleficent is infinitely cooler in Kingdom Hearts, I think, than in Sleeping Beauty. Uh, and that's like where my knowledge of Maleficent comes from. That's why I was like, but in the movie, I legit don't remember what happens. A lady's asleep, a dude, <laughs> a Prince Charming shows up. I think they do a big kiss and he fights a dragon. So like clearly it didn't have a huge impact on me. So maybe it's unfair to, to vote her out, but like, God, I love Isma so much. <laughs> I I mean I really love Maleficent and I think I remember this movie better than either of you probably because I watched it so much as a kid um but she just has the dramatics down to a point like mm. she can appear and disappear in a cloud of smoke and every time she moves her like I love a good cape love mm. a good cape I've said this in several episodes you before have. get yes. me a cape <laughs> but like she can just like whoosh her cape and I'm just like hello this is yes. a sexual awakening for me uh, oh yeah <laughs> oh here we go again not only the case <laughs> yeah Ma- Ma- Maleficent is when I realized that I was both uh, into women and dragons like let's be honest <laughs> <laughs> it's um, the horns man the horns really just I don't know I will great. say as as a Disney adult a Disney Parks adult uh Maleficent in Fantasmic is fantastic mm. um I, I i do love that that's the best part of phantasmic is is all the maleficent stuff and then the dragons being there's a big old dragon on stage and shit like that but i just I, maleficent's never done it for me ever and it's just not not my jam so my official vote is isma sorry I mean, maleficent. i'm, I'm, I'm maleficent. sorry no, Margot. So does Isma beat Maleficent in the first round? Fuck. I'm like positive Isma should not beat Maleficent. That's the only problem. Like I'm, I think it's I think it goes against Disney law for Isma to beat Maleficent as as like an evil villain. Yeah. I think I like Maleficent the aesthetic and the concept more than I like Maleficent the like oh oh you spited me. All right, well your daughter goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. 
Yeah. Take that. Take that, years. take that mild inconvenience. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so, Marco, was your official vote Isma, though? Yeah, my official vote is Isma. Nice. I'm sorry, Carolyn. You know, I'm just saying that this podcast is ruining friendships. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we've made it through nine episodes so far. I think we'll be fine. Oh, um, I'm about to. I'm about to lose friendships over myself for these next two. Yeah, votes. this next one is definitely the one I was not looking forward to. Uh, we got the three seed Hades and the number six seed Cloud Frollo. Okay, I will start this because, in my opinion. Frollo is probably the most terrifying villain in the Disney universe. I do not know how Hunchback of Notre Dame got passed as a movie concept. Like I I met like an executive sat down and he was like, it's about religious intolerance. It's about persecution. It's about not judging a book by its cover. It's about someone who has, you know, a horrible physical deformity coming to terms with his life. Also Danny DeVito for the kids. Can't like imagine. this pitch and cloud frollo his opening scene is killing a woman who is holding her child and trying to find sanctuary fucking terrifying and his song hellfire okay Mm. a it's a banger like that is on my running playlist it is like such a good song like the lyrics of it it's not my fault if in God's plan he made the devil so much stronger than stronger a man. Than man. Oh. The crescendo, the crescendo of like the the music, the Ave Marias. It's it's I am a Cloud Frollo like Stan because he's so scary and so realistic, mm-hmm. and it's so I don't know. It's just like it's beautifully portrayed, and also I can like somewhat empathize with him because I too uh, have had the sinful thoughts about Esmeralda. <laughs> so, <laughs> I understand the story arc. Who Um, hasn't? Right. Um, She dances on that pole and we're not supposed to be like, hello. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Come on now. I saw... I saw The Hunchback of Notre Dame when it came out. That's like the first movie I remember watching. It was around the same time that, like, whatever that dolphin movie had come out. I remember going to a Burger King, getting... No. It was a... Maybe it was Echo the Dolphin. Flipper. There we go. There it is. Yeah. I had a I had a flipper like hand puppet I got from a McDonald's toy. And I'm sitting in Hunchback of Notre Dame, like, squeak, squeak. (laughs) What is this man screaming about? I think I was four or something. Yeah. Definitely. I was I was a um uh, a latecomer to Hunchback. I don't think I ever watched it as a kid. At least I don't remember watching it as a kid. Um, and then I watched it uh probably seven or eight years ago for the first time I actually sat down and watched it. I was like first off the music is Incredible. underrated it, oh, is, it yeah. is one of the from top <clears throat> to bottom the music in that movie is probably the best of any yeah. uh disney movie from that era um but yeah it's a fucking rough movie it is so realistic and it deals with such real things and cloud frollo is probably the most terrifying because of that because how real world he is and it's just fuck but pivoting hades (laughs) james woods hades uh not not the hades from uh greek mythology um but the disney hades uh i understand his his reasoning for doing the things he does he wasn't invited to any parties he was shafted and just has to sit in the underworld by himself um it's like you in your parents' basement. Exactly. Playing with Star Wars toys. 
listen <laughs> i am in my own basement now playing with star wars toys i'll have you know um but yeah i hercules is another very very underrated disney movie um it's phenomenal it, it's so good and i think hades makes that movie like there's a lot of like good things here and there and uh speaking of esmeralda mcgara is in that and by have a good time and then he married a woman named meg so yeah it's not a coincidence i I searched for my meg um (laughs) they are very similar people just so sarcastic and mean um (laughs) meg's uh, getting a lot of shout outs (laughs) um not to me um but yeah it's um i fucking love hades he makes that movie as good as it is like without hades it wouldn't be uh, a sliver of, of the movie that it became. But um, yeah, thoughts on Hades? Um, I agree with you. I think he definitely makes the movie. It's hard to judge this one because I don't think he has a villain song. No. Yeah. So like, that's that's like kind of like the hard thing to compare mm-hmm. it to. I mean, James mm-hmm. Woods obviously is iconic in that role. Yes. Um, and it's a movie that I very much enjoy. I just think that kind of like looking at our criteria, the, the effectiveness the because Claude Frollo is very effective. He murders a shit ton of people. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. He finds the um, the den <clears throat> of thieves. You know, like he's very successful in his arts of persecution. He's very successful in his arts of gaslighting and abuse, um, which is horrible. But like he is effective as shit. Yeah. Um, aesthetically, I feel like Hades takes it. Music, Claude Frollo wins. I mean, even even if Hades had a song, there's no song that beats Hellfire. It no. just well, doesn't um and terrifying presence i i would also go with cloud frollo because again um you know have you guys seen what we do in the shadows no the uh yes oh my god where they're just like we might even get christians that's the last thing we need um <laughs> <laughs> it's like very it's very good adam you would like it um, it's hilarious it's one of the funniest movies ever made and the show is also great um but yeah and i just think cloud frollo takes three of the four very clearly um mm-hmm even though I do very much like Hades as a villain, I just don't think he's as strong or as scary. Yeah. All right. I'm ready to rock the vote. No, I'm ready to rock the vote. This is so important. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's a lie. I just, I need to give Hades his roses because Hades is the Hercules movie. It's mm-hmm. not even a question. Like, sure, I, I, I do like the very classic coming to understand your differences and needing to take on your responsibility and to grow into the image of yourself that you assume. He has a phenomenal presence. It's not as good as Claude, uh, Claude Frollo. His effectiveness, he, he does succeed at putting his plot into motion. Hercules is stronger ultimately than like the Titans, but mm. that's not on him. Like the Titans should have been cooler. They should have been stronger. <laughs> he literally had to point them at, at Mount Olympus because they didn't yeah. know where they were going. He doesn't have music. His aesthetic is super on point, but it's like, I don't, I don't know. The, the movie itself is like pretty, like pretty simple and pretty like teared down. I need to talk about Claude Frollo for a hot second. <laughs> God damn, that man is the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. He is a horny, repressed, hyper, <laughs> hyper religious white man. And he needs to get his hands on a woman he just sees from afar. And he just sets the city on fire. Hellfire, having like the dark brooding presence of the Latin cardinals screaming Mm. down at him the judgment of God as he's wrestling with the fact that he's about to give up his idea of what his entire religious stance is. 
just to like handle the fact that he's a horny dude is horrifying i yeah. really don't know how this made it into a disney movie and i can't think of like any his aesthetic is on point he might as well have capes like his yeah. robes are just <laughs> seven capes that all have minds of their own his effectiveness it's it's astounding to me but yeah cloud frollo gets the vote i love yeah. hades he's hilarious another great dude great in kingdom hearts uh mm-hmm. but Cloud Furlow is just a monster, an absolute yeah. monster of a human being. Yeah. Official votes, uh, Marco? Uh, Cloud Furlow and yeah. RIP to Hades. Cloud Furlow. <laughs> Cloud Furlow takes it. That is a, a very hard one, but th- it was the right choice. Um, okay. And the last matchup of the first round, we have Jafar from Aladdin and Scar from The Lion King. Uh, this is the movie that I remember seeing uh, it was like the first movie. My my very great, uh, uh, fantastic uncle, my godfather, Uncle Billy, brought me to the movies on my fifth birthday, I think it was, maybe my fourth, um, to see The Lion King in theaters. And boy, oh boy, did it stick with me. The Lion King is my favorite Disney movie, at least from that era. Um, and Scar is so fucking good. Um, so first good. off, I have to say... Um, Hellfire is the second best Disney villain song behind Be Prepared. Be Prepared is number one for me. It will always be number one. Um, it's it's a fucking banger and a half. Jeremy Irons is incredible. Yes. Um, and I mean, fucking Nazi hyenas? Yeah, <laughs> fucking scary as shit. Um, I, I, I noticed a kind of a trend with like Hades and Yzma when we're talking about effectiveness where their effectiveness is brought down by the people they surround themselves with, Kronk and um, what are the two guys? Um, Pain and Panic. Pain and Panic, yeah. thank you, uh, for, for Hades. Scar surrounds himself with idiot hyenas but still gets the job done. He still mm-hmm. succeeds in what he set out to do. It backfires later, um, but that's just because that's how William Shakespeare wrote it. Um, Yes, but, William Shakespeare wrote The Lion King. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that was my favorite right after Midsummer's Night Dream, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, uh, I think my, my vote here is probably not going to change from Scar. As much as I do love Jafar, his aesthetics are great. Um, love his, a good cape. <laughs> yeah, love a good cape. His presence is great. Um, but he's not really that effective uh, until he, you know, becomes a genie which makes him ultimately less effective um so it doesn't yeah it's not really too much of a matchup for me personally but let's hear from you guys carolyn oh i i agree i i do enjoy jafar um i think scar is a better villain again jeremy jeremy irons and james woods like there are no other people that can play those two characters for hades and scar Mm -hmm. um and i mean obviously be prepared is phenomenal phenomenal song he's uh, shout out to my aunt denise who um wrote on she both shared the survey and then she was like you have to say this when you're talking about scar um so she watched it with us uh when she was babysitting and she remembers mufasa dying and she was like that was so traumatic for me i was sobbing on the couch but like between my nieces and nephews and she was like i should get free tickets to disney for life so disney if you're listening my aunt deserves restitution uh, because she is still scarred from that moment, pun intended. Um, so, I, I mean, Scar is the better villain over Jafar. He 
he makes it work. The only part of his plan that doesn't really go through is because the hyenas don't catch Simba. So right. if, if they had caught him and he had died and been eaten by the, the hyenas, all of all of the things would have been his. He rules for, uh, we don't know how long, because however long it takes a, a lion to grow up, six months. Yeah, two, um, two, two to three years maybe i'm not entirely sure sound, sounds uh, right yeah. it's like a couple weeks i'm pretty sure and they're up yeah. there fighting um and and he takes over pride rock and he does all the stuff and did, i like how adam's googling how long does it take a lion to grow up <laughs> um so yeah my vote is for scar uh as much as i like a good cape and i much i like a snake here's the problem with these two characters they're the same character <laughs> they are like they're the same character to me. They're both big gay daddy, and they both <laughs> they're both big day gay daddy. They both go, This king is an imbecile. What if I were big gay daddy king? And then they go and do it. <laughs> Jafar doesn't have a villain song. No, he not. did originally doesn't, in right? the original one, and they cut it. Yeah, uh, if you if you have not felt the cultural impact of Scar's Be Prepared, I recommend going and watching any compilation that is Be Prepared in other languages with English translations. Mm -hmm. Be Prepared in German is one of the most powerful songs that has ever been sung in a Disney movie. Uh, Be Prepared in Arabic changes like the narrative to Scar bestowing like divine rulership onto himself in his like mind palace of why I need to be the like the king of pride rock jafar is phenomenal jafar becomes a jinn jafar jafar is big red jinn like unlimited power about to you know kill anakin skywalker like <laughs> was such an amazing cinematic experience and even like scar falling into the fire off of pride rock while beautiful i don't think compares to like the grandeur of jinn jafar so my only problem is I think Jafar takes it on presence. I think he also takes it on effectiveness because he lost due to a deus ex machina MacGuffin, which was he found a magic all-powerful genie. He should have been dead in the weird magic lion tomb, but instead he found a genie. And then aesthetic. He also wins on aesthetic. So I really think the only thing that Scar takes is music if we try to quantify it. So I'm going to push back on effectiveness. Uh, J Jafar, yes, he only gets, it's a technicality that like traps him as a genie and that's how he loses. But in reality, like when, when the <clears throat> hyenas are chasing Simba out of there and they see him running into this barren wasteland where he's definitely going to die. Oh yeah. By all means. Yeah. Just let him go. He's certainly going Except to die. Except he's rescued by and, big gay daddies. And then he's rescued by <laughs> these two. Big gay fucking, uncles. Yeah. Big gay uncles. <laughs> But Simba is rescued by these two fucking imbeciles who have no right being where they were. Yeah, at the time. it's very so MacGuffin. Technically, Scar loses for the same reason that just there's mm -hmm. this fucking stupid happenstance that ended up biting him in the end. Um, yeah, biting lions, no puns. Um, uh, and as far as presence goes, like I love Scar's presence. Like um, when when he's for that first scene where he's talking to Simba and he's uh, makes me a monkey's uncle that a sort of thing. He's uncle, like, I yeah. fucking love that. He's like playing with the rat. He's just he's so terrifying from that moment, and it, it's it, it just doesn't. I I think Scar's presence is better than Jafar's because of his his mannerisms and 
honestly mostly his voice uh jeremy irons is just yes. great jeremy um, irons could say anything to me and i'd be like yep yes absolutely absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yes <daddy. laughs> um but yeah um so my official vote is uh scar marco scar doesn't get one over <clears throat> by uh, oh my god what's simba's mother's name uh oh shit Narabi? i know this Narabi. that sounds right is it Narabi? We'll, we'll that it sounds up. both right and wrong yeah. simultaneously in my head sarabi sarabi yeah. sarabi doesn't like win over or attempt to seduce scar which would have been so tragic i'm glad that she was just like like no 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 go f yourself like how dare you even be here mm-hmm. jafar does get won over by the wiles of the princess i guess he is less effective all right. All right. Jasmine's, I'll go, I'll... Tra- Jasmine seducing him is like another yeah. just like bonjour Disney. You just wanted everyone to be bisexual. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Scar does. I think Scar just barely edges out over Jafar. Mm-hmm. His music is by far phenomenal. Like oh, nothing yeah. will top that. But I, I think it was closer to me than I was expecting it to be. But Scar yeah. is my vote. Mm-hmm. So Scar is going to be my vote as well. So Ursula number one and is my number five i will never forgive you (laughs) i will i will flip this desk (laughs) i will show up at your house in four hours from now even though it is snowing and i will stand outside in a clown outfit with a balloon and scare your the the living daylights out of you and yours no I was leaning Ursula before you said all that, and now I'm definitely now, leaning Yzma. <laughs> now it needs to be Yzma. I need to see this friendship unravel. Yeah, I will throw a fit. <laughs> I, how, how, how about how, how about how about this? I'll, I'll start on this one. There's no world where Yzma is a better Disney villain than Ursula. Not even close. I agree. She's a very fun character, but as far as Disney villain goes. I'm not like lining up. Well, well, hold on. If they had a live action Isma at Disney, like if they had a person playing Isma, I'd love to meet that person because I imagine oh, they yeah. have amazing banter. But I would much rather see real life Ursula than Isma any day of the week. Yeah, so absolutely. Like very clear cut for me. Ursula yeah. is better villain. Yeah, I, I this <laughs> like while I, I joke with Carolyn, I don't think this one's close at all. I think it is Ursula. Um, because she she has that presence she has the effectiveness the music you can't deny i don't think he's even has a song like jafar um oh don't they do the and then a, well it's kind of like a it's like a show tune right she's like yeah, and then i'll like send the box bop. to myself yeah pop them oh yeah is that in the song <laughs> yeah i don't know doesn't matter um yeah e- either way she goes well he ain't getting any debtor and then it's just music either way whether she has a song or not i couldn't remember so obviously poor yes. unfortunate souls is better than a song i don't remember um but it's yeah it's it's not even close i love yzma i love an emperor's new groove the emperor's new groove but it's yeah it's got to be ursula here i don't even think we needed to debate it that much <laughs> do you want to take like a victory lap, Carly? You just want to be like, here's how I, I'm I was. Just, I'm doing my little dance. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I am. Ursula is one of the best Disney villains. I, she deserves to be in the final round, hands down. I'm excited to see who she goes up against um, because she is like presence, effectiveness, music, aesthetics. I mean, Ursula is just like, she's the evil villain that we all aspire to be. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She's a heroic evil villain, you know? Yeah. 
Yes. Oh yeah. Exactly. We empathize. We're just like, yes, you know what? King Triton, you deserve it more, girl. Like yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, he's a dick. <laughs> he's a, he's, yeah. a, he's a power wielding dick who can't connect with his kids. Yeah. All right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh quick aside, have you guys ever seen the video of the um the Ursula animatronic on the uh, on the Disney ride where its head has fallen off but it's still <laughs> oh, singing no. just dangling by the wire? <laughs> <laughs> No, absolutely fucking horrified. I think you have showed me that. Yeah, I can't watch whatever that is (laughs) and continue to live my life in the realm of non nightmares. Yeah, no, it definitely sticks with you for a few weeks at least. Um, But so, with that super duper easy one out of the way, oh no, (laughs) let's get into it. Let's get into terrifying horny Catholic versus Nazi lion. Uh, <laughs> you know the the age old battle. <laughs> the, a lot of a lot of the times the Venn diagram is a circle on that one, but put them uh, put them in a field. Yeah, <laughs> the lion wins. The, the we're lion doing that wins. with the lion yeah. fucking wins. <laughs> um, presence. I think for me it's Scar still mostly because of the voice. Um, but Carolyn seems it looks like she's disagreeing with me. I just um, no, I'm doing this face because it's hard. Yeah, it is because hard. I think of the first moments that we see both of them, and okay, so dramatic presence-wise, Scar has the the drama, right? Um, and we like he the lion can be asleep, and there's something about that just like draws you in. Frollo, when the first time we see him again, he's killing a woman. Um, and that sets the tone for the movie, it sets the tone for the villain, and it establishes his presence as just scary. So their presences are just so different, where it's like one is based in charisma and one is based in fear. So that's why it's tough for me. Yeah. If I can play with the word presence for a quick second. Absolutely. Cloud's presence is felt through the entirety of the movie it informs why every scene is happening because it Mm. all tends to be reactionary to his machinations and what's what's going on scar's presence is the primary plot driving point for sure but he is there when he is on screen and a lot more of the movie is is also just a coming of age of simba and his Mm. relationship with nala cloud literally has more presence in the movie so i feel like they are like very equal as far as their individual presences but if you play with the word a little bit he like informs more of what's happening in the movie and i don't Mm -hmm. i think that's important to consider when we're talking about villain in a disney movie yeah Yeah, i like scar's presence more Mm -hmm. because i don't like being afraid of the horny christian man but i do (laughs) i do love scar's just bitter hatred and like his very selfish motivating factors while he simultaneously understands that he's incredibly like he's not competent to lead but that's not going to stop him it's kind of a toss-up between them for me uh i don't know i don't know which one wins presence i like being in the presence of scar more Mm -hmm. is that a determining factor i'd rather go i'd rather go to the bar with scar yeah 
if, if you're leaning the way that I want you to lean, absolutely weigh it that way. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It's like you're draw, it's for, that's like it's fear versus charisma. Like they both have strong presences and it's just like where it's ba- what it's based in. So that's mm-hmm. why it's hard. I agree. I'd totally rather hang out with Scar. I think we'd have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think I'd just be very scared of Frollo. But for me, presence is such a toss up. It's such a toss up. Yeah. Um, going to effectiveness, Frollo really gets close to winning. He burns down Paris. He successfully persecutes an entire group of people, um, like very successfully, just like kills them even when they're looking for sanctuary. Um, <clears throat> and at the end, he has Esmeralda, she's tied to a stake and he almost, he loses because the bricks fall. That's that's the thing. It's it, it, like, if, if, if that had been a steadier, if, the construction worker had put more grout down, <laughs> this would be a very different movie. Because uh, all that happens is the stone comes loose and it just, boop. He's just so terrifying and so effective. And like, I even think of the moment where he like picks up the rock and squishes all the bugs underneath it. And he's just like, I shall like, like find them out. And he kills people who help the people who are hiding. There's no compassion. He is just like a single-minded, scary dude so i do think he's more effective than scar in his overall goals Mm -hmm. um because i also just think he had bigger goals than scar like scar was just like i'm gonna get leadership and that's all i want and then i'm gonna stop there and nothing else really matters and he sucks at being a king like the world dies around him and he does nothing to fix it and nothing to maintain his power counterpoint scar kills mufasa with his hands by throwing him from a cliff face even if the wildebeest didn't trample him a lion doesn't survive while landing on its back being dropped into a gorge, just as like an aside. <laughs> and Frollo has his station and power in an army of the faithful. Like he has the church with him. Like he doesn't just swashbuckle in and stab a bunch of dudes and like, ha ha ha, I did it with my hands. <laughs> he has the church behind him. Scar does do it with himself and a couple buddies who scared some wildebeest. He's not a good leader in any way, shape, or form. That's very obvious. I also don't think that he's trying to be. He seems very, like, self-destructive, almost, Mm. in his rulership. And as far as, like, effectiveness, like, he rules a kingdom for three years and then just gets beat out by another stronger male lion, which is just kind of the natural cycle. Mm. I don't know. I, Frollo has a lot going for him that isn't just his personal hands doing his dirty work. It's his machinations and his drive. And I would, I would also argue like his charisma because in order to be an yes. effective leader, you have to inspire people to follow you. He manages to make people who should by all you know respects have better morals he manages to convince them that his sense of morality is the just one and mm-hmm. i think that is incredibly effective incredibly effective mm-hmm. all right all right so frollo frollo more effective he, he affected a large like he had an effect on a larger scale of a universe than than scar really did if you're just looking at like their own like microcosms mm-hmm. I'd say Frollo is more effective. Yeah. Music, I think we're going to disagree on. <laughs> Scar, Scar, um, Scar is the only lion in that entire movie that kills anyone. No lions, lions, mind you, kill 
anything except for Scar killing Mufasa. That's it. I think I think that's just like that's kind of a, a Simba basically kills him. I know it's not like with his own two hands, but like he defeats him. And in the original Lion King, uh, Simba did kill him, and actually they rewrote that because they thought that like kids and people wouldn't be able to like what's the word connect relate. with Simba yeah. relate to Simba if he became a murderer so that's why they mm. rewrote it fair I fair. just I just remembered that Scar does manage to to convince an entire species of his enemies to work with him to dethrone a king mm-hmm. now that I'm going back to effectiveness hold on he does create <laughs> he does create an entire an, an entire army of hyena yeah Nazi hyenas uh, mind you they are Nazi hyenas, yes. yes. And uh, Whoopi Goldberg hyenas. At least one. Phenomenal. <laughs> music. Mm, yeah. I, I like I prepared more than Hellfire as a... No, is that even true? I don't know if that's even yeah. true. I, I think they're both... This is The hard thing is they're both great songs. Mm-hmm. They're, yes. they're number one and number two for me. Yes. yes. Yeah. I think that Hellfire edges out because of... So it's two songs, right? They have, they have the Quasimodo part and then you have the Frollo part. So it's the juxtaposition of those two songs. And mm-hmm. then it's also the, the, the crescendo of Hellfire is so good. I yeah. listen to it on repeat and I get chills every time. Be prepared, catchier. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely it is catchier. It is like, I think more fun. I think yeah. Hellfire is the better written better composed lyrical masterpiece. I think it is mm-hmm. a masterpiece of music. Yeah. Um, so for me, it edges out because it just, it's, it's, it's one of the songs that I just, I can't get enough of. I love mm-hmm. that song. Yeah. Something that could be said too, like the, this, the, God, what's the word? I know we're just talking about the music itself, but like the sequence for both of these um, in the movie are fucking amazing. Oh, like the symbolism, yes. and the, um, <clears throat> the, the, the visuals of like, I've said Nazi lions and Nazi hyenas at least 12 times on this podcast already, <laughs> but just seeing Scar with his big shadow behind him and just high-stepping hyenas is, yeah. it's the stuff of nightmares. Like it, I, I felt at that moment that I was too young to be watching this movie. This is clearly a movie about <laughs> history. Um, but then like, I, I think Marco mentioned it earlier with the, um, uh, just the big hooded like cardinals uh, staring yes. down Frollo and everything. Yeah. It's just, it's extremely powerful. I, I, uh, Be Prepared is my favorite villain song, but because of how good Hellfire is, I think the music category is a wash for me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I don't think I could, and I don't want to pick between the two. I have, I have one other thing. In, in, in the two songs, Frollo is legitimately failing to uphold his faith and his station and he's accepting the fact that he is about to debase himself to all of the the cardinal sins of his religion to be a mere human and he's eschewing responsibility he is like literally working himself up into being okay with the fact that he is failing to meet his own expectations scar Starts a song, amping up this energy, getting the hyena into motion, working them up into a froth, getting them to accept this vision. And then by the end of the song, if you continue to listen to the lyrics, he doesn't just keep making more and more grandiose statements. He starts weaving in the fact he's like, 
I do get to decide what happens. We're all cool with that. Okay, cool. Also, eh, are there going to be benefits? Who knows? It's It could be whatever. <laughs> it's a mystery box. And we're definitely going to win and we're going to do it. I'm going to I'm gonna be the God King. But <laughs> like the song is his charisma making people accept they are going to go kill themselves so that this, this line can have what he wants. Mm. And they're like, we're super about it because I think I heard some buzzwords that I like. Which is obviously they had history to look at for, for this inspiration of how to do that. Mm. But as far as a villain's song in the storyline, because all the songs are just juxtaposition for plot elements and plot and you know plot motion. Scar is like revealing his whole hand and being like, and y'all are gonna be okay with this. And they're like, yes, we are. And he's like, I'm a good damn villain, huh? While Frollo <laughs> is like, man, I chose to live a challenging life. What if I gave up on that and I just stole the lady <laughs> and I don't care that the world's gonna burn? Like, they're both very powerful. I think Scar's song as a villain song is a better villain song than Frollo's acceptance of the fact that he's giving up on his life goals to try to get with a girl. Mm. So it does, eat, it it wins for me there. You know what I'm going to say? I think that Be Prepared is a better villain song than Hellfire. Although Hellfire is a better song if we take out Disney villain as part of the parameters. It's just such an amazingly powerful piece of music. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's my vote. I'm standing by it. So... <laughs> um while you were saying that we crossed the uh threshold of uh, 20 minutes talking on this one matchup so oh no i, I <laughs> oh, am going God. i am going to call it and say it is time uh my official vote is scar carolyn uh mine's mine's frollo so oh yeah, i'm going with gonna... scar yes I'm oh going with no scar. yes <laughs> really yes yes <laughs> Yes! Wow. Oh my god, I don't have to look at that scary man anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and his stupid I feel like there curly was a bias. <laughs> I feel like there was a bias here. Uh, I will <laughs> insist that if, if people have not watched the series of Hellfire and like seen the video, oh my YouTube god. it. It is yes. so powerful. It's so beautiful. Right. So it, in, 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 in a way, it's very hard to watch. So the one Ursula and the two Scar, um, we kind of knew it was coming here. Um, yeah. I'll lead it off. Um, presence, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's it's such a wash because they're both so good in their roles, and they're they're both very. Yeah, I can't wrap my head around which one is better in that category. Effectiveness, I will still lean down the scar route because he did technically win and won for a long time. Um, music. You already know my feeling on music. Uh, <laughs> be prepared as number one. Even even if I did like um, Poor Unfortunate Souls, it would still be number two at best. Uh, and aesthetics. Um, honestly, aesthetics, I would go for Ursula on that one. Um, yeah. Because it just it's, it's fucking Ursula. I don't think I need to go yeah. into much detail about it. I like when she explodes into her tentacle self on the ship and then just like bodily crawls towards people. That's my favorite because it's just like whoop terrifying <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh so i i going down the list for me has changed nothing um because I'm, I'm still pulling for scar but it is it is obviously very close like i'm not i'm not out here shitting on ursula um i do love her so much but uh it scar edges it out for me if i if i try to take a crack at this 
uh, presence. I think that Ursula has a better presence because she literally becomes a giant, a giant Kraken monster. And that's a whole lot of screen presence. Uh, effectiveness. <laughs> Ursula is like 100% effective until we get to this movie. Like mm-hmm. you said, like she has collected a ton of souls. Triton doesn't just like come and get her because he can't. That's just not an option for him because she'll witch magic him into a guppy or something. <laughs> uh, so it isn't until the power of love with a mortal white cishet male with a ship that she gets undone. <laughs> it's not until we bring in the raw power and privilege of a dude in a boat. Uh, but like, I think that Scar is like, she is effective in the past and that that informs the movie, but in the movie, she, she don't win. Mm. Um, Scar is more effective. He just eventually gets beat up by another lion. Music, be prepared is better than poor and fortunate souls. Sonically, uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls is a phenomenal song, and I like that you've weaponized it in karaoke. Uh, <laughs> that's that's just phenomenal. That like puts a little feather on its cap for me. Aesthetics, I I so for people who don't know, uh, I moonlight as a lion just walking around. I do a bunch of lion shit. I got a tail and a cool lion mask. But like Ursula beats out on aesthetics. So for me, I do think that movie has a higher weight because mm. we're talking about a musical. So if you take effectiveness in music with a higher weight, then Scar beats out Ursula. But I will say, if anybody's confused as to why millennials are all pan and trans, look at our top two Disney villains. This is why. <laughs> this is, y'all, Disney did this to us. We can keep pretending like they didn't, but yeah. they did it. I have to say, actually, I am leaning more towards Scar. As much as I love Ursula and as much as I love Four Unfortunate Souls, I do think that the presence actually goes to Scar. I think that he is undeniably charismatic, whereas Ursula is not. She lives alone with two eels. Um, and she's a crazy she's, eel lady. We can say yeah. it. She's a crazy <laughs> <Yeah>. eel lady. <laughs> um, I think Scar is. It's it, the effectiveness is a bit tough because she is very effective, uh, mm-hmm. and it's it really is like a Deus Ex well, a boat ex machina that <laughs> <laughs> comes in and, and helps. Uh, and she kind of like ruins her own plan because she's the one that gets the boat from the bottom of the sea and like sweeps it up. So I think that Scar does kind of tow out in effectiveness um, mm-hmm. and music. I agree. I think Be Prepared is a better song than Four Unfortunate Souls. I just am very biased towards Four Unfortunate Souls because again, it's one of the only Disney songs I can sing in my range. Um, <laughs> it's like ladies with deep voices are a joyce. So <laughs> I, I actually am leaning Scar. Wow. Surprising. Surprising. Everyone. That is very surprising. Yeah, uh, I think I think there is something to be said with effectiveness and uh, Ursula that she she is effective until the beginning of the movie, and then she gets taken down by uh, checks notes. Fucking Eric, just some guy <laughs> named er- Eric. Eric. Eric with with a C. Eric. With a, I'm pretty sure it's a C and a K, isn't it? Oh Jesus. <laughs> um, all right, so I think uh, I think it's about that time. Uh, my official vote is Scar. Official vote is Scar. Scar. Scar too. Wow. Yeah. So I, I really guess, yeah, wow, that. upset. If, if, if Frollo had been in this round, I think it would have been more interesting. I'm just going to say. I No, I agree. The The Frollo-Scar matchup was the, that was the championship round for me. It was yeah. uh, nobody, uh, Yzma or Ursula was not beating Frollo or Scar, in my opinion. But, but yeah. uh, all right, so we have a winner. We have a winner. Scar. Amazing. Congratulations to the lion. You finally won something, Scar. You're Good finally job, getting Scar. the recognition you so desperately, desperately desire. Uh, it's like it's Faramir all over again. Never loved by <laughs> <Or> Faramir. <laughs>
All right, so we're going to do a quick, uh, quick plugs for everything. Uh, so Twitter, please tweet us. We're at the nerd the word. Please join our Facebook group. We got a few new members this week because I think uh, Disney is something we all enjoy, and we're definitely going to have another Disney episode. Maybe best hero, even though that's a little bit less fun than yeah. best villain. It's good um, to be bad. It is good to be bad. <laughs> uh, Facebook group, the nerd is the word. Please join, uh, vote. It is the best way to have your voices heard and the best way to engage in discussion. If you would like to email us with questions, episode ideas, or if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, you can reach us at nerdistheword413 at gmail.com. And another big thank you to our very special guest, Marco. And you can follow him on Macro Bio Boy on Twitch and other places. And we highly recommend that you uh, check out his streams because they are fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Uh, we thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoy our choices. If you haven't watched all of these songs or listened to all these songs, you definitely should. Please be kind to each other. Find some joy in this world. Anyway.